Hello, Dave Turo Shields here, bringing you another episode of Twice Exceptional, Living Life Fully as a 2E. And tonight I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the external work that I did uh, in putting my life back together after my first year in the uh, field. And uh, it, it, uh, it definitely wasn't easy, but as I did the internal work and, and, and began to uh, become aware of some of the beliefs that I was living by, some of the core beliefs, uh, as I then took those beliefs and, and began to challenge them, uh, ask questions about them, uh, ask if they were completely true or untrue uh, or somewhere in between, as I began to readjust my belief system, um, I was then able to start planning for the future. And, and so uh, the future started to look uh, a little more optimistic to me. Um, I knew several things that I wanted to commit to uh, regarding the future in that in that time period of work. Um, I knew that I wanted to keep learning. Um, I have a, an absolute love for learning, which has, uh, has always been there. And so I, I wanted to make uh, recommit to continuing to learn as much as I could about helping others. And so uh, and my wife still complains about the money I spend on books <laughs> these days. Um, so that was one of my commitments. Um, I knew that I wanted to continue my education. And so after, after being walloped and humbled by uh, a, a really bad failure experience uh, in my first go out of college, uh, it was uh, a courageous act uh, for me uh, to redouble my efforts and say to myself that I'm, I'm going to continue my education. My eventual vision and dream, uh, even back then, as far back actually as my sophomore year in undergrad, uh, was to own my own private practice. And, uh, and I, I wanted to be able to uh, have the freedom uh, of, of putting together a center uh, that would be uh, t- completely focused on and dedicated to uh, healing others uh, and uh, making a shift and a change in the community. And so um, that was a, a vision uh, that I had back in my sophomore year in college. I remember having a discussion with my uh, uh, my advisor in college and she asked me what I wanted to do and I said I'm going to start a private practice and she became upset and said Dave you're only a bachelor's level uh, kid you, you can't leave the bachelor's program and start a private practice and I laughed and said no I know that I need to go on and, and continue my education uh, and get my master's degree in order to do something like that and, and she, so she calmed down and uh <laughs> And we continued our conversation. Uh, so I made the decision uh, that I wanted to g- attend Christian Theological Seminary. They had uh, and still have an, an awesome reputation for uh, uh, training psychotherapists. And I, so I enrolled in their uh, marriage and family program and, uh, and stayed there for a year uh, before making the decision to shift over to Indiana University where I had one year of eligibility left for the advanced standing program. So I applied for that and was accepted uh, and was able to get my master's in 10 months uh, at Indiana University. And so that was, that was uh, inc- an incredible run. Um, I worked uh, full-time while I was in grad school full-time. So I was working about 50 hours a week 
Uh, in addition to that, I was taking about 18 credit hours. So um, I know how to work hard and, uh, and, and I, I knew how to overdo it, uh, but I was committed to uh, the end goal. So I wanted to, uh, as I was refocusing on my external world and my commitments that I wanted to make, uh, furthering my education was definitely one of those top commitments. Um, I wanted to make a commitment to be boldly myself. Um, I knew that in my first year that, that the people around me in that family program, the other psychotherapists, really didn't have an opportunity to get to know me. And, uh, and had I been able to be freer uh, and not so tied down by anxiety uh, and some of these terrible core beliefs, um, they would have seen somebody who's curious. They would have seen somebody that's fun-loving uh, and compassionate, somebody who's playful, uh, and has a caring heart. And, and that is uh, some of the, the core qualities uh, about me that I reconnected with as I recovered from that first year. And so I made a commitment to be more boldly myself uh, in, in my new position as a primary therapist at the Koala Center in Columbus, Indiana. Um, in addition to that, I made a commitment to take risks. Uh, and and uh, the new belief that I was upholding was uh, that mistakes are an opportunity to learn and grow. And, and that, uh, that definitely went far afield from uh, the belief that I started in the field with. Uh, when I started in the field, uh, I believed that I had to be perfect uh, and, and, and exactly on the money 100% of the time. Otherwise, I, I, I was a failure or I was not a good therapist. Uh, and any other number of negative self-comments that I might make about myself. And so I wanted to uh, become a risk taker uh, and, and allow myself to make mistakes, which was very challenging for me to do. Uh, and it's often a, a great challenge for, for 2E, uh, twice exceptional folks, to take risks uh, for fear that they're going to make mistakes and then what those mistakes might mean about themselves. And so I, I reordered that belief and came out on the other side and, and started to believe and practice uh, taking risks so that I could, uh, in fact, have success, uh, but also uh, when I made mistakes that I could learn from them and that each one of them would be an opportunity for me to grow in some way. Um, I made a commitment uh, within the counseling system in Koala Center in Columbus, Indiana. I made a commitment to share my opinion. Uh, when I had an idea for the program that might uh, influence the program to be better or of higher quality for, for the uh, patients that we had, um, I made a commitment to share that opinion. Um, I, I made a commitment to share my opinion with my co-therapist, Eric Turner, uh, my mentor for that year, uh, uh, about how we might do something different in group. Uh, the, we co-led groups together for that entire year. Um, and so I made, uh, I, I made a... a I made a commitment to be persistently uh, open and, and honest in sharing my opinions. Um, I made a commitment to tap more of my natural curiosity and to ask questions. Um, I stopped believing that if I didn't have the answer, that that must mean that I'm stupid um, or, or that folks will think less of me. Uh, and so. I, I made a commitment to my curiosity and I made a commitment to asking questions when I didn't know the answers. And, and so that was 
really uh, and has continued to be an incredibly valuable tool uh, that I've been able to use ever since. Um, I realized that I didn't have to be an army of one. Um, I think a lot of us uh, that are 2E struggle with feeling like we have to do everything on our own or by ourselves. And so um, I opened up in that next year uh, to allow others to help me. Like I had mentioned in my previous podcast, I hired a therapist. Uh, They didn't have coaches back then, so uh, otherwise I would have hired one. But I I had a therapist, a fantastic therapist, and I had a fantastic mentor. And I allowed them to help mold my professional personality, my professional style. And uh, and so that was uh, a, a really important part of, of my growth and some of my external work is, is I came back out that second year in the field. And so those are uh, some of the uh, external commitments that I made as, as, as I was doing uh, and finishing some of the internal work uh, that allowed me to take those kinds of risks and make those kinds of commitments. And so I, I want to in- encourage uh, any of you who might be struggling and, and it might be a struggle with being a parent, being a mom. Uh, it might be a struggle with uh, uh, yourself in college. Uh, it might be a struggle with post-college in, in trying to, to find that right career. Uh, it might be uh, one of you that are in a position professionally uh, and it's not going well. And, and you need some guidance to, to uh, right, the, right the way uh, you need some guidance maybe to find the right kind of position uh, for your personality and your characteristics and your strengths. Uh, it could be any number of things. And so as you struggle, uh, and some of the, we don't ever want to forget the other side of the struggle. It isn't just an intellectual uh, challenge uh, for, for 2E folks to, to access their intellect, use it successfully, uh, along with a good internal system uh, to back that up. But it's also important um, to pay attention to our disability. That, that could be depression or anxiety, uh, like it was for me. Uh, it could be dyslexia or autism or ADHD uh, or a learning disability of some other sort. And so balancing those two things, the, the, the many gifts that you have, uh, the incredible person that you are, uh, in addition to this traveling companion that you have in, in, a, in, in uh, the form of a disability uh, is, is quite the juggling act and, uh, and often requires uh, help. And so uh, I want you to open yourself up to the idea that you don't have to do it all by yourself uh, and that there is help available. I coach folks all the time, have now for 32 years, both in therapy and in coaching, uh, to be able to uh, overcome those kinds of obstacles, uh, to have better balance in their lives, to achieve success, uh, and have that great, great feeling uh, reside inside you. So, um, this is Dave Turo Shields, and uh, from Kenosis Counseling and Coaching Center, and uh, signing off for tonight. God bless, and we'll see you next episode.